With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Hear from those who cover the NBA on a daily basis. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast. I am Joe Cardosi, joined by the intrepid Jim Eichenhofer. The podcast is presented by SeatGeek, and we've got a fun one, man. We've got uh, we've got some Jim Eichenhofer sound. Uh, we've got Madison Hawk from Valley Sports. And uh, man, we got some some bummer news. We got to start off with Zion. Looks like there is a setback. I I spewed off last week. Uh, it's not a setback, y'all. It's just it's just being cautious. Uh, guess I was wrong, man. Yes, it sounds like for once you were wrong. You're usually right on just about everything, but this yep. is an exception to yep. that. Sorry, yeah, he. Y'all. And and this isn't something that we could have known about or known was going to happen. But it sounds like Zion has re-aggravated his hamstring strain. And now the word is that he's going to be out multiple weeks after the All-Star break. I think everyone was hoping that he would be back as soon as the All-Star break concluded. And the Pelicans started the second half at Toronto um, later this month. But uh, that's not going to be the case now. And it's looking like there's going to be a longer stretch of games that he's going to be missing. And the team is going to have to figure out how to do what they did last season, which was perform without him the entire season yeah and uh it's it's a, not an admirable place to be unfortunately it is a place that we have been before uh i found out the news actually while i was at a very long drive-through line uh that didn't seem to be moving the guy in front of me screamed out of his window why is it like this and uh, i've never felt more bonded to a human being uh jim because i feel like that all the time about many things uh but you know what uh david griffin talks about it uh the team has been together without zion and uh, let's actually get to this. David Griffin sounds pretty interesting. Well, I think it's 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 a blessing for our team, and Coach can speak to this better than I can. But it's it's a blessing for our team that we know we can be really good. You know, we know that we've done this before, and we understand what the next man up mentality means. Um, this team has proven they can be very good, exactly as they're constructed now. Um, Obviously, Josh is a new piece of that, but I mean, this this group as a whole has achieved quite a bit together, and they believe in one another. So I think the important thing is we're all very disappointed for Z, 
His teammates are disappointed for him, but we know what's at stake, and I think everybody knows what comes next. Um, as far as trade deadline stuff, how did you guys balance uh, being being aggressive and upgrading your roster versus not overextending yourselves? Well, boy, it was crazy in that market, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> things got wild from a uh, pick standpoint. Um, look, the rest of the West got better, much of the West got better, and the trade deadline is most often hurry up and wait. And unfortunately, in the waiting this year, another team was getting better each time. And so it was a challenge for us to stay the course and to believe in exactly what it is we're doing. Um, we weren't really involved in anything of an epic nature, really. We believed in the group and we wanted to continue to build in a sustainable, mindful way. Um, you know, you look at the landscape coming out of the West, it's, it's a grinder, just like it was before. But I think the balance for us was really, we've got a really, really good locker room. We've got young kids we believe in at a really high level that were very much in demand. And the idea of, for lack of a better terminology, loading the gun and going after it right now, this wasn't the time of the prices that were being paid to do anything substantial. And, and frankly, I don't think we could have come to an agreement on any of the pieces people wanted from us that we were willing to part with. So. One is the, the right time in the life cycle of the team to really push the chips in the middle of the table. It's hard to know. Um, it's easier to know when the timing is not than when it is. Because um, we're all just guessing, ultimately, at the end of the day. Um, we felt very strongly that this was a team that's poised to take a step forward, exactly as it's constituted. And forward is good for us in terms of where we go next. Um, we've been a very good team. In fact, played at a very high level, um, even in the absence of Brandon and Zion at one point. And then I think we just sort of ran aground because you can only do that for so long. So we're confident that we'll be able to play well the rest of the year and into a playoff run. Um, but in terms of the right time for that, I don't know that you always know exactly when, but I know you know when not to. And this was just not the right timing for us. Interesting stuff there from uh, David Griffin. I don't know if that was a gym interview, but you were there. It was not a gym interview. In fact, n nothing that he responded to in that clip were my questions. So it was he was the too opposite by your presence. It's yeah, all right. yeah, it was the opposite of a gym exclusive. I mean, there was plenty of other media people there. So, but I, uh, I'll have. I'm sure I'll have some in the in the near future. Hopefully. Of course, of course. Uh, interesting what he talked about there about the team not making moves. It, you know, it seemed like especially towards the end of the trade deadline. You know, as it was winding up, a lot of teams were sort of dumping players. It was sort of flooded with this, the three and D wings that we were looking for. Uh, of course, we ended up with Josh Richardson, uh, which we're glad to have him here. Uh, sure. He made his arrival recently and, 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 you know, people are sort of undazzled, I guess, because of a lot of the moves in the West. Uh, but David Griffin talks about, you know, the lack of it. I, I'm fine with staying Pat this year. You sort of want to see where we lie in this West. I think. And in fact, I, I'm starting to wonder if David Griffin listens to the Pelican podcast because hope so. he basically echoed the message that we've been saying you and I for, you know, the last couple months that it's about the long term here. It's not about making a rash move that's going to help you improve five minutes from now, but could hurt you a year or two yes. down the road. So I'm totally on board with what he said in terms of the timing wasn't right to make a big splashy move. Um, I feel like that's something that has been a problem in the in the distant past here, where, where it was yeah, unfortunately so it was about right. Too. It was about you know trying to get incrementally better and trying to move mountains to try to win a few more games this season to be in better position, seating wise, record wise, that kind of thing. But it was often mortgaging the future. Um, we, we're in the opposite situation now where we have all these future uh, draft picks, whereas in the past the team um, 
was short of draft picks and there were a couple seasons where they didn't make the playoffs and they also didn't have a, a lottery pick, which is the exact place you don't want to be. Yeah. So, I mean, last year was a good example of you make the playoffs and you have the, a first round pick from the Lakers yeah, and war chest. Hopefully you can repeat that again, where you're making the playoffs this season and you have a, a lottery pick or a really good pick in the first round. Um, so yeah, I, I totally get it. And I totally understand. I, I mean, I understand too, too why people are impatient. I mean, this is sports. Sure. People want stuff to happen right away. I mean, I didn't want to yes. wait this long to sports fans are not known for their long game. Uh, <laughs> right. things a lot of times, right. uh, you know, not the most, uh, non-impulsive people. Yeah. And I think people joke about how, you know, if the fans were the GM, the entire team would be traded yeah, like every couple weeks. Yeah. So yeah, that might not be the best way to operate things either. And I, I might be guilty in being a fan of teams and other sports of Me the too. same mentality, it's but, okay. yeah. but, but yeah, but either way, I mean, Griff, uh, what he said, I think is great in terms of just the context of the West too, that there yeah. are, there are other teams in the West that are going all in on this season or the next, the, the very, very near future. You want to be the team, you know, say three, four years from now that's peaking while these other teams are coming back down from yes. where they went all in on. That's exactly what we talked about last podcast. They're not stealing our shine right now. You know, making a huge splash move and trading all your assets for a player is a win now move that I don't think we need to be in right now, especially with such a young core. You know, when when those teams get old, when the win now window shuts, we're going to be right there ready to inherit the West and I'm looking forward to it. Hey, you know what I'm looking forward to? Our guest, Madison Hawk. She's doing a great job as a host and reporter over there at Bally Sports. She's out there in OKC, actually ready to cover tonight's game. Uh, so let's get to it and talk to Madison Hawk. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Joining us on the Pelicans podcast, Madison Hawk. She's doing great work over at Bally Sports, host reporter over there, and she is in OKC right now, ready to cover the Thunder game tonight with the Pelicans. Madison, how are you doing out there? Well, I have zero complaints, guys. First off, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. You guys do a great, great job. I love, I love listening to you all, but yeah, no complaints. I'm covering an NBA game today, so there's there's not many better things that I or more things I would want to be doing than that. But really excited to see how this these two teams battle out. You know, two of the youngest teams in the West. A lot of excitement around both of these teams right now, and and I'm I'm excited. So it's good to be with you all. Yeah, some people right now are are digging a ditch or something. So I'm not going to say like, oh, covering this basketball game is rough. Also, it's 7 p.m., which is nice. We had a 9 p.m. home game the other night, and that was tough as an old dad guy. 
gotta yeah. say you were, you know, you were out there at shoot around today. Uh, you were watching the team. I know it's, you know, it may be weird, you know, with the Zion news and stuff to, but, but what was the vibe out there? What, what was the, the vibe check, uh, according to, to Madison Hawk, I guess. <laughs> vibe check. Yeah. You know, it really didn't feel much different. And, and I do a lot of stuff in the studio for Valley New Orleans as right. an analyst and a host and a reporter. So I'm not around the team day to day as much, but it didn't feel much different from the times that I have been around this group. You know, this is nothing that they haven't been dealt before. This team is used to this adversity and they fight through it. And it, it really didn't feel any different today in shoot around. The vibes were good. They were high, nice. a lot of energy. And I will say this team defensively is going to be ready to go against OKC tonight. They worked a lot on stopping the drive because obviously that's what OKC wants to do. They, yeah. They're fourth best in the NBA and points in the paint, and they don't even have a true big man. All of that comes from the guard work, and SGA is a huge part of that. So defense was a huge emphasis going in to shoot around today and and everyone's spirits were high i think you know signing an, another guy like josh richardson is huge from the defensive standpoint of yeah. this team and it looks like he just fits right in with the guys he was cutting up with them and it was uh it was kind of a super bowl rihanna halftime show <laughs> re-edition for shoot around today they were only playing rihanna at the end and the guys were dancing and, and singing nice. so they're, ready. they're feeling pretty loose and yeah i think they're ready i think that they're focused and you know they're professionals it's nothing that they haven't seen before um so hopefully zion for for his sake and for the team's sake gets back soon i know yeah. they're saying multiple weeks after all-star break now and, and you just hate to see that because man when he was on in December, averaging 30 points per game, he yeah. was so fun to watch. And, and this team's obviously different when Zion's on the floor. He's a gravity sucker, and, and the way defenders have to hone in on him, it's, it's really unlike anything I've seen or covered. And so they want to get him back, but they're not going to rush him because obviously the goal here is, is the playoffs, and, and they're fighting for that spot in the playoffs right now. So, But every everything was good at shoot-around, and they're locked in. Madison, I – the point that you made about them stopping drives, I think is a really good one. I mean, SGA has taken 27 free throws against new Orleans in just the two games. And one of them, he was 16 for 18 from the foul line. So I can see how that would be a big emphasis and something that we want to see get curtailed tonight, especially so that it's not a three and a half hour game or or whatever with all the free throws. But before we get into more stuff about the Pelicans, I wanted to ask you about your background as a, as a player you played D- Division One for Belmont. Yeah, I saw a washed-up D1 guard in your bio there. <laughs> Got curious. Had to get yeah. Jim to do some research. And, and, and even though, you know, you, you describe yourself as a washed-up former player, I mean, I guess for people, what kind of player were you? Can you kind of describe your game and what you what you brought to the table? Yeah, well, you probably could already tell what kind of player I was talking about the defense. Um, defense. I was definitely defensive minded. I was kind of a player that would go in and, and guard the other team's top player and, and try and lock them down defensively. So that's why I love this Pelicans team is they're so defensive minded. Willie Green, he, he preaches on the defensive end. So, but yeah, I played, I played Belmont at Belmont University. It's a mid-major in Nashville and there's actually been some Pelicans come through uh, that went to Belmont, Ian Clark, and then a guy that yeah. is a scout for the Pelicans, Adam Barnes. He He's one of my buddies as well. So a, a few Belmont ties to the Pelicans. But, 
yeah, you know, basketball was for 17 years of my life, all, all I cared about, all I focused on. And so it's really cool now to be kind of in an analyst role in the studio with, with Valley and just be able to talk ball. And that's what I love to do. But I, I say I'm washed up because I had, you know, a few knee injuries, a few yeah. injuries here and there. So I don't know. I don't know how much I could get up and down the court right now, but it's, it's my favorite game. I, I love it. And it's been really cool to, to cover this Pelicans team. So based on your description of, of your game, I would would you say is, is Herb Jones the closest current or, or Pelicans player? Dylan Brooks. I imagine a Dylan Brooks player, you know, maybe, maybe get the <laughs> hair going too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I have quite the hairdos. I would wear a huge bun on the top of my head and, and long tights. You know, I thought that was swag. So yeah, I would, I would say Herb Jones and I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I definitely would try and, and get it done on the offensive end as well, just like Herb does. But yeah, I, I loved the defense and I took the challenge and the scouting report of, of guarding the team's best player, because to me, that's how I wanted to help our team. And, and try and get some big wins was on the defensive end of things. And just like this Pelican team does, there's no drop off, right? When the, yeah. when the second line comes in there and, and defensively they're forcing steals, the, the bench leads the NBA in steals per game. I mean, that's mm-hmm. so impressive, especially yeah. with how young they are. So it's uh it's been fun from that, my defensive background to watch this team and just kind of, kind of go into it X's and O's wise from, from my experience of playing the game. Yeah. So gutsy uh, to be gutsy and also to be having weird hair on the basketball court. Uh, your coworker <laughs> is always talking about having weird hair, Miss Aaron <laughs> Hardigan. Uh, and you know, I love her. She's always doing something with it and, and she is just a blast. Uh, how is it like working with her? It seems like she might, uh, I don't know, be the type to like give you noogies or like frog you or something. <laughs> <laughs> you you always got to keep your head on a swivel when you're around Aaron and David Hard as again. well. We're having a blast in the studio, us three up there on the <laughs> desk. And Aaron, it's just so fun. I have already learned, you know, I started here in October and I've already learned so much from Aaron. And I told her the other day, the most comfortable I ever have been on air is when I'm sitting next to Aaron because yeah. her, her job as the host is to make us analysts comfortable and, and to take us where where she wants us to go and, and she just does it so flawlessly and she's just a joy to be around. And I think that that's the biggest thing is we don't take ourselves too seriously. We know we're, we're talking about ball. We're not talking life or death. So yes. we, we really have a lot of fun and we feel like that, that comes across in our studio shows. So if you see us laughing, if you see us cutting up, that's because we are, and we do it off camera as well. And, <laughs> And we still, you know, we, we're serious with it. We bring you the X's and O's and, and what everyone wants to know, but we also like to have fun. So Aaron, I call her our point guard. She <laughs> does a great job getting us all over the, the show. And, and our producer, Ryan Botters, he's just taught me so much as well. And this is a brand new role for me. I have a local news background where I was a local sports reporter in Knoxville mm-hmm. the last two and a half years. So, and I worked in sports talk radio before that. So it's a, it's a different role, but they've just been so great. And we do, we have a blast. I'm really glad. I'm glad you guys uh, realize that. And Aaron's such a fun time. Oh, shout out to, to the point goddess, uh, Aaron Hardigan, because yeah, she is a friend of the pod. We love, we love having her on. I think we we'd have her on like every, every show if, yeah, if, as long, if as she could swing allow, it. But, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. She, I always notice when she promotes um, future shows, she'll say there's going to be a six 30 pregame party 
for the Pelican, next Pelicans game. And she always uses the word party. And it, it's funny because it actually does seem legitimately like she's just throwing a big bash on, on the, in the studio yeah, and on she the set. So she's having a good time. So that's good. But yeah. one of the things that you mentioned earlier, you, you know, as I was wondering, as a former player, you know, you, you talked about Zion, but just some of the stuff that he does is just amazing. What do you think, just as someone who used to play, what, what's the most impressive thing about him? What, what are, what's the thing that you see him do on the court and it just kind of is amazing and just is, you know, just the most impressive? Yeah, you know, that's such a good question because he does so much that just makes my jaw drop. And I think the biggest thing with Zion is just the gravity that he brings. And what I mean by that is when, when he has the ball down low, you watch how many defenders are on him. And then that creates the spacing that the Pelicans want to play with. That, that opens up Trey Murphy, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram um, behind the arc, and then multiple guys that he just impacts. Zion Williamson just impacts the game, unlike any player I've really ever seen. And, mm-hmm. and when I think about gravity and I think about players in the league, you know, I immediately think LeBron James. And I've actually had this conversation with David Wesley about LeBron because he played with LeBron. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he, he compared that gravity to LeBron and just saying, you know, it, it was hard for other teams to come up with a defensive plan because now, too, with the Pelicans, if you hone in on Zion – well, you've got CJ, you've got B.I., you've got Jose Alvarado, you've got Herb Jones, you've got Trey Murphy, Larry Nance, I mean, and then Jonas, Valanciunas. I haven't even yeah. mentioned the big man in Jonas. So the list goes on and on, and that's what makes the Pelicans, when they are healthy, all healthy, one of the biggest threats in the league because you take Zion away or you try and limit Zion because you can never really take him away, right? That just opens up so many players. And, and what I love just kind of like pulling back the curtain and watching and shoot around today is the spacing and the attention to detail that Willie Green coaches this offense with. And he makes sure that in every single drill, ball movement and offensive spacing is there because he knows that's key for them. And he just does such a great job taking these players where they need to go and and also keeping them focused because if you're Zion and and you just got another setback and re-aggravating that, right hamstring you're you're pretty down right injuries are so mental but zion again he he was positive he was cheering on his team as cliche as cliche as it sounds he he was their bigger biggest supporter and has been in this um last month over month now that he's been out so i just think the mindset that zion has right now is it's there it's it's positive and he's just gonna have to keep rehabbing and it's like willie green said yesterday it's so important that he stays positive in this rehab because it's it's easy you know to get down and say i've only played 29 games this year and you know a lot of talk around the league is oh can zion stay healthy but he doesn't seem like a guy that buys into that you know he's playing for his team and, and that's all that really matters so but if you're talking x's and o's wise skill wise he is the smoothest player I've ever watched in person, and it's because of the the levels he can score at and the variety of different ways he can score at. Imagine if Zion Williamson established his three point game con- yeah. consistently every single game. I mean, we we it would be he'd be unstoppable. Yeah, and even without the three ball, you know, he's he's unstoppable. 
you know, speaking of uh, of smooth uh, players with with that just draw gravity. I'm used to it being around Jim. You know, anytime we walk into a room, people just pile around him. Jim, Jim, <laughs> sign my baby. So much attention. Take yeah. a picture with me, and I'm just back there, just kind of hanging out like a ghost. <gasps> Uh, but you know, uh, it's it's going to be a, an odd sort of home stretch. We got twenty five games left, and I know a lot of of what's going to happen within those final twenty five games is dependent on Zion and and how he's going to rehab from that hamstring injury. And and a lot's still up in the air. Is it going to be three weeks? Is it going to be four weeks? We have no idea. But like you said, this team has won without him. It's a pretty complete team. You know, you look at these these next twenty five games. What are your realistic expectations? I mean, where do you hope? the Pelicans can fall sort of as we round out the season here. I mean, I, w- I want them in the Western Conference playoffs. That's that's goal number one, right? Yeah, right yeah, now they're sitting know. at seven. So, you know, and I think that, you know, it, it was interesting. I was talking to some people today and perspective wise, it's like, okay, if, if you're nagging, if you have a nagging injury, how quick do you come back from it when you're heading into the, the end stretch of the season yeah. with playoffs, right around the corner, right? You want Zion Williamson to be the best version of himself going into March and April. So there's really not much of a rush, but then you look at it and the Pelicans have to win to make the playoffs, right? But the West is so, so compact and the Pelicans have 28 losses. The Kings have 24 and they're sitting in third. So the gap and the Mavs have 27. So the gap from third place, all the way down to 11th place. It's, it's neck and neck. So they their, their margin of error is so small. I'll say that. They've got to protect the ball. Yep. They've got to limit second-chance opportunities. They've got to rebound. Um, and they've got to stay healthy. And, you know, it came out yesterday, last night, that CJ tweaked his ankle, and he's questionable for tonight against, Okay, see, so that's, yeah. you know, another veteran guy that you, that you don't want to lose, and you just got B.I. back. And what he's been able to do coming off his injury is just remarkable. He seems like he is fully back and, and doesn't look like he's favoring that toe at all. Yeah. Um, I just want to see them stay healthy. I want to see them compete in the playoffs because if we're talking about where this team was in December, sitting in the number one spot in the West, Mm-hmm. Why can't they get back to that? You know, especially when everyone's healthy. If they can get back to that, they also need to get Dyson Daniels back. Yeah. Um, I think this team, I think it's going to be, they're going to be okay. But if we're talking short term, I want to see them close out, at least get one of these road wins tonight or Wednesday night in LA before the All-Star break, because then they have time to kind of just take a deep breath, enjoy All-Star weekend, and then really attack the end of the season. Yep, you know, to your point, the Pels are only one and a half games back of fourth place, which means home court advantage in the playoffs. Also, only a game and a half back of being out of the play-in. So it is a tenuous position at best. Uh, Madison, thanks so much for hopping on the podcast. Great insight, and uh, really hope you have a good time over there in uh, Oklahoma City, and let's hope for a win tonight. Yes, fingers crossed for a win. It's going to be fun regardless, but thanks so much for having me on. You guys do great work, so I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, and you tell Erin Hay for us as well. We do miss her as well. Oh, I will, and I'm sure she'll be (laughs) listening to this. So, hey, Erin. Hi, hi. We'll talk to you soon, Madison. Thanks so much. Big old thanks to Madison Hawk for joining these two old dogs. Uh, check her out on Bally Sports. Always doing fantastic work in studio 
and when she's doing the sideline reports there, alongside our friend Aaron Hardigan. Uh, you know, Jim, I'm 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 actually feeling all right today. I didn't drink too much for the superb owl. <laughs> Push up my glasses. Do those dudes still exist? The uh, superb owl or the sports ball guys? I feel like they got bullied out of the existence. <laughs> I didn't hear anybody making those jokes no. uh, about the Super Bowl yesterday, which was great. Uh, I had no rooting interest in it, uh, so it was nice to just sort of relax. I spent most of the Super Bowl trying to keep my son from grabbing a steak knife. Mm, uh, important so, duty. Yeah, you know, I missed most of the commercials. It was probably better that way. Uh, but, you know, uh, today is uh, today is basketball day because the Pellies are playing tonight. And uh, it's going to be a fun one in OKC. It's going to be an interesting one. I'm, I'm curious to see what role uh, our new friend Josh Richardson is going to play. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I mean, this could be a team that... His some of the skills that he brings to the table will come in handy because, as we mentioned earlier, with the stuff that Gilgis Alexander does, he's been a real problem in terms of just getting to the free throw line constantly. Yeah. So, I mean, whether it's tonight or whether it's in the near future, I think the fact that Richardson is a really good defensive player as well as a guy that can make spot-up threes I think is definitely a valuable thing to add to the mix. Yeah. Um, the Pelicans' season series against OKC so far has been really interesting because – Yes, they're 2-0, and but it's been kind of by the skin of their teeth both times. The game at Oklahoma City was they had to win in overtime, and I believe there was a comeback in the second half that they had to make. The game in New Orleans that was in late November was just one of those knockdown, drag out. Both teams had a hard time getting to 100 yeah. points. The Pelicans ended up winning by four. So to make a long story short, I mean, they've, they've won both games against OKC, but it, it has not been easy whatsoever. There's a couple areas that have been odd to – that are kind of uncharacteristic for the Pelicans against the Thunder so far. They've had 20-plus turnovers in both games against OKC, so I feel like that's something that they can easily improve upon and give themselves a better chance not only to just have a third straight win against them but also yeah. score more points and not have the situation they had in the Smoothie King Center it was not a not a good offensive performance at all. Yeah. And then also the other category is uh, – OKC's had 28 offensive rebounds in the two games. They had 18 in the game in New Orleans, which is way too much and almost the most that the Pelicans have given up in a game all season. The high in that category is 19. So those are two of the areas, I think, that the Pelicans need to improve upon against OKC. And, and you know, I never thought I would say would be saying this at the beginning of the season based on people's expectations for OKC, but yeah. if the Pelicans win tonight, they win the season series against them. And considering they clinched the season series because there's there's four games total. This would be 3-0. OKC is only one game behind the Pelicans, so that actually is something that could come into play. Yep. As we speak Monday morning, the Pelicans are in 7th, OKC is in 10th. So, I mean, these are two teams that they could end up close at the end of the season in the standings, and it could yeah. be based on a tiebreaker that determines who finishes where. Uh, you know, here's the thing. Uh, I'm I'm a little panicked this morning. Jim, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the Zion news, and I'm just – you know, I'm anxious. I'm the, the graph in me is rising. Mm. Uh, and, and so I, I need a little help. Can you can you keep me from panicking and get this cold sweat off my brow, Jimothy? I'm going to try to do that, Joe. OK, I think that, you know, if he's I don't think we want to get into too many hypotheticals, but right. if he is able to come back with, you know, 12, 15 games left in the season, I think that's a good amount of time for him to make a pretty big impact. Um, I think this team can play a lot better um, than they have recently when he doesn't play, when he, when he's sidelined. And they've had a tough schedule. And we should th- talk about that. That's a huge factor as well. And 
I've heard other people say this. I haven't seen this myself, but I've heard secondhand people a few different stats about how they have the easiest Pelicans have the easiest schedule. Yeah, according to ESPN analytics, we have the easiest schedule for the rest of season. Also, according to ESPN analytics, Pels had the hardest schedule in January. That's that's interesting. And um, there there is a couple there are a couple stretches in March where they play. We've talked about before. There's so few terrible teams in the NBA, like just bottom feeder teams. But they do have a stretch in March where they play multiple games in a row against teams that are really completely out of the race. So that might be a key stretch. Um, There's still a couple more games against Sacramento. There's a couple more games against Clippers. Teams in that range that are right now, say, between third place and 11th, 12th, 13th place. Pelicans have a lot of those. So, but I mean, hopefully that is good news that the, the schedule, um, is more, uh, more, more not easy, but just something that maybe they can get through up on paper at least. And we'll take anything even on paper. Uh, I want to take you people on a roller coaster ride since Zion's been out. Pelicans have lost 14 of 20 games. Oh, that's not good. Uh, however, the Pelicans have had one of the hardest schedules in the mm. NBA. So that's reason maybe to force some of that. Now, uh, the Pelicans went from third to seventh in the West was on out. Oh, no. But uh, as we talked about with Madison Hawk, uh, only a game and a half out of fourth, uh, which is nice. Now... Only a game and a half out of being out of the playoffs completely. Ah! So it's going to get interesting. There's a lot of drama as we lead into these last 25 games. You sort of look at the math, Jim. Mm -hmm. Let's say Zion's out three weeks. This is uh, from our our friend Christian Clark there. Uh, You know, so let's say he's out three weeks. That's 12 games. That Mm -hmm. would mean he has 13 games left with the team. And and the last thing I'll add to my case to try to make you feel a little better is I I think – this team has a bunch of guys that are better this season than they were last year because they're more experienced. I think Trey Murphy is a good example of that. The position that he's in now to make major contributions to the team is much better than it was a year ago when yeah. he was a rookie. And, you know, players like Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones are in their second year. I just think that they're positioned even better than they were last season to make a run in February, March, and April yeah. when – after the CJ McCollum trade, they really took off. It's going to just be a matter of trying to do that again. I mean, just try to repeat what they did in the second half of last season, which obviously was also without Zion. So I have confidence that they can put together a good string of games, especially with, like you said, the combination of on paper, things look a little bit more manageable schedule wise. And I, and I feel like, uh, like the team can gel quickly with their new friend, Josh Richardson, uh, who you spoke to a little gym interview. Uh, Josh Richardson turns out our own Aaron Summers tweeted at Aaron E Summers, Josh Richardson yesterday. First of all, he's excited. That's awesome. Uh, but he knows Jackson Hayes from playing FIFA online. I want to know more about that. Uh, the rest of it was, you know, he's easy to get along with and he has bigger goals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your hopes, your dreams. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to know more about the FIFA thing. I want to know if they were smack talking each other. Uh, either way, it just seems like a cool little uh, intro. And, uh, you know, it's it's always nice when the new player gets to know Mr. Jim Eichenhofer up close and personal. So uh, let's check out that sound. You, you played against these guys a bunch, obviously, with the Spurs and over the last couple of years. What what was your impression maybe from the outside of just the kind of the young talent that they have and just the potential that this team has? A lot of talent, a lot of length. You know, it was, it's always tough to play against those guys. You got Herb just messing everything up on defense. 
um, B.I., you know, Trey, those three guys are just like 20 feet of arms. So um, a lot of potential. So hopefully, you know, we get Z back, we get everybody healthy. Um, I think we can make some noise. Make some noise. That's right. Josh Richardson thinks we can make some noise. I like hearing it out of him. Uh, you know what I like about it? Got that dog in him, just like you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, I mean everyone knows that I have that dog in me. Yeah, but filled he, with the dog. Yes, yeah. No, I, I, I just wanted to hear kind of his perspective. I mean, he's played against the Pelicans quite a bit. He actually played against them in the play-in game last year. He had a pretty good game and and helped the Spurs kind of get back into it and make it kind of tight in the fourth quarter, a little bit too close for people that are nervous I'm around about to find here. Find those graph calls. See how many times he was worried about Josh Richardson. Yeah, yeah but I mean. I think a lot of players feel this way just from the outside looking in. He he just kind of talked about how uh, there's a lot of young talent and guys that are just improving. And, you know, yeah. we're just looking forward to seeing not only in the second half of the season, but also just going forward in the next couple of years of where some of these guys are able to take their their game and take yeah. the team as a whole. Absolutely. So great to hear from him. I, you know, I've got a bone to pick before we get out of here with our friend Nick Fradell. Fredell! I was uh, checking out the uh, the Brian Windhorse podcast there and uh, heard Nick Fredell, after talking about the Zion injury, say, oh, bye, Pelicans. Bye-bye, Pelicans. Fredell! I've had enough of that man with his... Uh, yeah, I'm basically saying he broke up the Nets. Let's just blame it on Nick Fredell. And uh, now he's smack-talking the Pelicans. We need him on the podcast again, man. I'm going to have to listen to this clip because I'm not pleased with... Him being so dismissive, we we love Nick, no, we but uh, that's uh, that's but him's fighting words. <laughs> uh, so you know, uh, check that out. Uh, always uh, feel free to troll Nick Fredell for saying bye bye Pelicans and say the Pelicans podcast sent you. Hey, thanks for listening to the Pelicans podcast. We're everywhere now. We're on the iHeart Podcast Network, so we're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. Tell everybody, share the show obnoxiously to the point to where people unfriend you. We are presented by SeatGeek. Big thanks to Madison Hawk. Big thanks to Jim Eichenhofer hitting the streets, doing the big work as always. We will talk to you once again on Wednesday. Oh, and until then... Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on Pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.